come and worship you in a safe place, Lord. Lord, I ask that you let the words that I speak may come from you. That someone here may that may need them be touched. In your name I pray. Amen. All right. If you just give me a second to set up, I got a few props that I'd like to use through the sermon to kind of give you a visual aid of things. And if I could use that. Yes, thank you. Just going to grab some things here. Oh, sure. As you can see, the title of today's sermon is called Baggage. We all have it. And to kind of introduce myself a little bit, again, my name is uh, Philip Summers. Uh, My wife and I, we just moved down here back in July of last year. So still pretty new to the area, still new to all of you. Um, You've probably seen this around a little bit. uh, As Howard mentioned earlier, she is the English teacher at uh, Tri-City Christian. Um, I am not a teacher. I know many people have been asking me that. Uh, I actually work at the Greensboro Science Center uh, about five, six days a week or so, or sometimes more. Um, but uh, if you haven't been there, I encourage you to check it out. It's not a plug for them, but seriously, you got to check it out. <laughs> uh, I was actually born in Indonesia, uh, but I grew up in the United States. I was adopted as a baby, and I grew up in Indiana. Uh, met my wife in Michigan in college. And uh, after we got married, we moved to Maine. All all of her family's in Maine. So we've been in Maine for the past uh, 10 years. And I know it's been 10 years because uh, this year is our 10-year anniversary. So yeah, I'm not going to forget that one, you know. Um, See, with that being said, today's sermon title is Baggage, okay? Now, everybody's got some baggage at home. I'm sure you've got a bag like this, or maybe someone, one that's a little, little bit bigger. Um, you know, that's not what I'm talking about today. This is uh, in context. Baggage is this emotional weight that you carry around with you. Uh, it weighs on your minds all the time, and it usually it comes up in the most inconvenient times, and very randomly sometimes, at least especially for me. I'll just be sitting there doing my thing, and all of a sudden, I think of this event in my past for whatever reason, and it makes me go, oh, I regret that so much. Why did I think of that at this very moment? But you probably heard the saying, to kind of give you more in the context, the saying of, you know, watch out, that person is carrying a lot of baggage. Or maybe you're in the dating scene and your best friend says, watch out for that one, you know, baggage. But if you think about it, we all get baggage from other people, and it's the things that they do and they say to us that we carry around with us. Like I said, these memories, these, these heavy feelings that weigh upon us. And the truth is, we begin to collect baggage as young children, okay? Uh, I'm sure if you remember when you were uh, a student in elementary school, first, second grade maybe, and if 
our teachers here today, they probably have seen their students do it uh, multiple times. You know, a student will call another student uh, or a kid will call another kid uh, a name, okay? They may not even know what that name means, and maybe they do, but they, get, but they start calling names around, you know? Um, some, some of the names are kind of innocent. You know, if there's a short person in class, they may get called shorty, for example. Uh, I, for one, when I was growing up as a kid, uh, I was the only Asian in my neighborhood, and I played basketball a lot with my friends, so I got called Yao Ming, okay? Yao Ming was a very popular bas Asian basketball player as a kid, well, growing up as a kid, so if you don't know who he is, look him up. He's really, really tall. He's great. But anyways, all these different names. You get called names. You get left out of groups sometimes. Um, think of a time maybe where you were invited to a birthday party, but somebody else wasn't. Or maybe you were that person that didn't get invited to that birthday party. Uh, or maybe it's something like in a team game at recess. You know, you, didn't, you got picked last all the time because, you know, nobody wanted you on their team, so they intentionally would pick you last. So believe it or not, you know, kids, they're very aware of certain things. And when you get a group of kids together, they're very quick to point out differences in each other. The kids also hear things very well, and they're very quick to repeat them, even if they don't know what they mean. And when they do repeat them, eventually they will learn what those words mean. And it starts to take a toll on children as they, as they age. Like I said, I still have memories from when I was a kid of things that were said to me or things that were said around me that I still carry around. But the idea of the saying, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words can never hurt you. It's a huge, huge lie. It's a lie that we teach ourselves, it's a lie we teach children, because the reality is that words cut very deep, and they hurt. And we carry those words around with us, even at a young age. And when we carry the words around, we start to pick up baggage with us. But you can't find your self-worth based upon what someone else thinks of you. You have to find your self-worth with your relationship with Christ. It's not very easy, but as life gets older, you start to pick up more baggage and you start to hear what the, what the world starts to tell you. And sometimes you pick up baggage from people who are close to you, like your best friends, your coworkers. There have been multiple times in my life where I've had to pick between two people because, you know, at one time in our lives, we used to hang out together. We used to be friends. We used to go over to each other's houses, and we would play games or run around outside together. And then one day, my two friends, they got into an argument about something. I, I don't remember what it was at this moment. It probably doesn't even matter. But they, I remember that they got into an argument, and personally, I didn't think I was choosing the side, but one of my friends did. And the one that thought that I chose the other friend decided that we aren't friends anymore. And the people that they associated with later on, the words and the names and, and the gossip and the talk that was around them between me and our old friend, that stuck with me for a very, very long time. Even though, like I said, it probably doesn't even matter anymore. But our friends, they just try to get through life the same as we do. 
They have their own lives, their own situations that give them their own baggage to carry. And when things like this happen, they have two choices, or we have two choices. We can either forgive them and forget about the whole ordeal, or we can pick up more baggage. The truth is, we don't actually even need other people to put baggage on us, because we do a pretty good job at dumping it on ourselves. When we compare ourselves to others and we think, man, they have it so great. You know, they're so athletic, they're so smart, they get good grades. And then you look at me and I think, I will never be as smart as them. You know, why is life so easy for them and it's so hard for me? I don't know if I'll even make it. And when you buy into that lie, you just tend to pick up more baggage. And sometimes you pick up baggage from people who love you very dearly. They just don't realize that the words that they speak to you and they say to you and the actions that they do around you that are hurting you. They just don't see that. There's a story, it's a pretty generic story, of a boy who missed the game-winning catch in his last baseball game in high school. You know, he's so devastated. You can imagine that if he had caught this ball, his team would have won. But instead, the lights got in his eyes, and he dropped the ball. His father comes up to him at the end of the game, and he says, you know, son, what happened out there? Well, well Dad, the, the lights got in my eyes. The ball just slipped. I, I couldn't see. The lights got in your eyes, son. How many times have we woken up in the morning to practice playing catch, hitting the ball in the backyard, and the lights got in your eyes? You know, there were scouts out there. This could have been your chance at a big shot deal somewhere, and the lights got in your eyes. I'm just disappointed in you, would be his last words. Or maybe you've had a parent say, instead of saying, great job on getting a B on your test, but maybe they said to try harder for that A. Maybe the tough love route was what you got. And in reality is, your parents, our parents, they think that this is okay, this is right, you know? They believe wholeheartedly that this is what I have to do to make sure that you know I love you. But the thing is, our parents, they don't really mean to hurt us. They just have their own baggage. And when you don't deal with your own baggage, you just pass it on. Because remember, like I said before, the only way to find your self-worth is through a relationship in Christ. And when you don't do that, you just pick up more baggage. It gets uncomfortable, you know, to carry all this baggage around with you. And it's our natural tendency to try and dump all this baggage onto somebody else. But when you do that, it always backfires. You think of a time when life just seems so stressful for you. 
You know, some people are really, really good at bottling up their emotions inside. Even if life is so hard for them, they never show it. It's like they never crack. On the surface, everything seems fine, but deep down, that person knows that things are not okay. And then one day, something happens, and they just blow up. And you see a side of them that you've never seen before. And you ask, what's wrong with them? You know, why are they acting that way? And for that person who blows up in that moment, I've been there before, you get a feeling of guilt, of shame, of regret, and it weighs heavy on your mind. Think, like I said, random memories that come up that, you know, I've let go now as an adult. But at that time, they just weigh heavy on you. And sometimes when you're in those stressful situations, you try to use, use it as an offensive tool. You meet people who just seem angry or grumpy about everything in the world. They have this feeling of, I'm better than you, I've seen it before, I know what I'm talking about. They don't even care about what you think and what knowledge you can bring to the table. But then one day, you happen to do something, maybe you're at work, and you do something a little differently, and you get the same result as them. But you've done it easier, and your, your boss gives you praise for that. But the feeling that that person who claims to have more wisdom than you, how do you think that they would feel at that moment? You know, they have two choices. They can either admit defeat and say, yeah, you did a great job. Or they hold on to that, well, I'm still better than you attitude. And they pick up another baggage. Sometimes in life, it just gets hard to hold on to it all. And you start to lose control. And people see that. People around you don't want people to think, man, this guy, this guy's just, we just got to get rid of him. We got to get him out of our group. And unfortunately, that happens to, to a lot of us. I've been there before. I can share my experiences, but... At this time, as I'm trying to get to this point here that I'm trying to make, and these bags are starting to get uncomfortable for me right now, <laughs> I think we'll just kind of move right along. But you come around to the last bag. I know I have two here. I miscounted. I'm sorry. But if you look at your last bag and you think, there's that one there. That one is my sin. The one secret sin that I don't want anybody to know about. And you carry it around with you all your life because that secret sin could be anything. It could be an addiction, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be lying, it could be all that and some. But on the surface, you know, we think it's cool, I got this, I can handle this. You know, I'm a calm, collective person. I don't need anybody's help. But who are we kidding? Most of the time, all this has control of us. But this is how we live every day. 
And yet, we come to church, and we're reminded of the words of Jesus. Let me turn this uh, on here real quick to get to the next slide. Let's see, which way am I going? That's the wrong way. I'm new to this, in case you didn't know. <laughs> and aim at that direction. Pull up the text for me. It'll be the first text. A reminder of the words of Jesus, uh, John chapter 10, verse 10. It's the second part. There's a parable in this chapter, but uh, we're only going to look at the second part here. It says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Okay, I'm going to reread it just in a different way. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Now, I don't know about you, but this isn't living. This isn't life. This isn't how life is supposed to be. And we come to church, and we think that we can get, come here, and we can read these words of Christ, and we can just let it all go. But the fact of the matter, it's just not that simple. You have to be willing to let it go. And if we go to the second verse that I put on there, it's found in Matthew 11, verses 28 and 30. You know, you hear the words of Jesus. He says, come to me, all you are labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, for you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. That is what I want. That's what I hope you would want. So, you know, I take my baggage and I go to God and I say, Lord, if you are willing take this baggage from me because I am miserable. I can't take it anymore. My back hurts. I can't walk straight anymore. And I'm always worried about what other people think. Please just take it. And you know what? He does. 